2 Samuel 7, starting with verse 18. Then King David went in and sat before the Lord and said, Who am I, O Lord God? And what is my house that you have brought me thus far? And yet this was a small thing in your eyes, O Lord God. You have spoken also of your servant's house for a great while to come. And this is instruction for mankind, O Lord God. And what more can David say to you? For you know your servant, O Lord God. Because of your promise and according to your own heart, you have brought about all this greatness to make your servant known and to make him know it. Verse 22. Therefore... You are great, O Lord God, for there is none like you, and there is no God beside you, according to all that we have heard with our ears. And who is like your people? Israel, the one nation on earth whom God sent to redeem to be his people, making himself a name and doing for them great and awesome things by driving out before your people whom you redeemed for yourself from Egypt, a nation and its gods and you establish for yourself your people Israel to be your people forever and you O Lord became their God and now O Lord God confirm forever the word that you have spoken concerning your servant and concerning his house and do as you have spoken and your name will be glorified and magnified forever saying the Lord of hosts is God over Israel And the house of your servant David will be established before you. For you, O Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, have made this revelation to your servant, saying, I will build you a house. Therefore, your servant has found courage to pray this prayer to you. And now, O Lord God, you are God, and your words are true, and you have promised this good thing to your servant. Now, therefore, may it please you to bless the house of your servant so that it may continue forever before you. For you, O Lord God, have spoken. And with your blessing shall the house of your servant be blessed forever. O Lord God, we come before you. Lord, we pray that you would would give us the courage to pray prayers as this. Prayers of thanksgiving for what you have done for what you're doing, and for what you will do. Oh, Lord God, you are almighty. Father, we are are nothing without you. Father, as we stop today to, to consider our thoughts, to consider where we're at, Father, would you help us to be thankful for the good things that you've blessed us with? We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for your church. Father, today we ask that you would speak to our hearts in big and magnificent ways in your name. Amen. Amen. You know, as we're looking here, I I thought this was interesting today because this is, I didn't plan this, by the way, that, you know, we're right around Thanksgiving and we have Thanksgiving dinner today and then we get to a passage of scripture where David is giving Thanksgiving. So I love how God works. I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for the church. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for the ministry. I'm thankful for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And here David is, is stopping, it says, and if you'll read there that, that first part of the passage, it says that he sets down with the Lord. And, and that's, that's, to me, is, 
it, it's pretty, uh, you know, significant to think because in that time of the world, people didn't pray sitting down. They prayed on their knees. They prayed prostate. They, you know, they, they, they were down on the ground. They were doing the work of, the, of prayer, not, not a lot of the times like you and I do, but they do the work of God, um, and, and, and it was different. He goes in, it says, and he sits down. He sits down and he talks to the Lord. Uh, yesterday morning, I, I spent some time early, late into the, uh, the early morning hours. I don't even know how to say that because I'm tired. But, uh, you know, I, I was sitting there, and, and here I am. I'm, I'm, I'm counseling with some, with some people, and, and just the Lord had worked in their heart, and the Lord was working in mine, and, and we concluded our time with prayer. And there I was with a cup of coffee and the Word of God, and I was just asking that the Lord would just speak to my heart. And this passage of scripture was what I was reading. David sets down and he talks to the Lord. He stops. You know, there's, there's a psalmist that, we read the psalm, it says, be still and what? And know. Be still and know that he's God. David is now quiet and still before the Lord. Church, I, I can't help but just encourage you to make this a habit in your life. That you spend time daily and not just five minutes, but, but, but take time throughout your day and in the mornings and before you lie down at night to, to, to just be still and know God. Because here's what happens. You go into the world today, and it's, it's chaos most of the time. Everything we deal with is chaos. If you're driving down the road, chaos. You go to work, chaos. You know, the kids are waking up, chaos. You come to church, and the sound system just goes crazy for some reason, chaos. Chaos is a part of life. Chaos is something that can, can lead you down a very bad road. It can put your mind in places that it doesn't need to be. You can take your mind off of Jesus because of the chaos in this world. And so my call to you today is to be thankful for the things of God. Amen? That you to be thankful for Him. And how can we be thankful except we stop and we think about the things of God? What has God blessed us with today? So many things. We could have a, a time of, of just saying, all right, we're going to go around here today, and, and I want everybody just to name, you know, 10 things that you're thankful for. I imagine that would take a while. I imagine we could be here all day, and some of you are like, well, we can't do that because we have to go home and cook so we can bring food back tonight. But the thing is, is that we need to be a people who are grateful, who are thankful for what God has done. And when we are thankful for the blessings of God, I want you guys, we have three points I want us to look at this morning. But being thankful for the blessings of God, it does some things to us. And the first point I want us to look at this morning is that when we're thankful for the blessings of God, it reminds us of who we are. This past week, I went to a meeting, and I have a lot of pastor friends who don't go to the annual meeting. They don't get involved in meetings because nobody likes a meeting, right? But the one thing about a meeting that I like is that we stop and we consider the will of God in our associations, in our states, in our churches, and in our personal lives. I had a whole lot of time this week just to stop and just to listen to God. I needed that. And I'm reminded today that when we are thankful for the blessings of God. And I'm looking around, we're at Quell Springs Baptist Church in Oklahoma City, and it's just a beautiful building, you know. They have all kinds of neat stuff. Our coffee's better. 
But we have all kinds of, well, we, it was just a neat church, and the, and the people there, you know, I, I was trying, I was like, Carl, do you think we could get the, you know, maybe the annual meeting to be held here at our church in a couple years, and he's like, probably not, because there's like 8,000 people here, and I'm like, okay, but, but it would be great to have them here again, and the reason I say that is because I'm thankful for you guys as a church, because if we were to have that, you guys would be here to make it happen, and I looked around, and there were people that were making this conference happen. There were so many people that were just hard at work for the gospel, and I was thankful for those type of mentalities that people have, those thankless jobs that so many, much of the time that when you're a minister, you're going to have a thankless job. There's going to be things you do within the church that no one's even going to know you did it. But the thing is, is that when we're coming before God, we're not focusing on those things. We're focusing on the fact that we're thankful for the blessings of God. And when we're thankful for the blessings of God, it's going to remind us of who we are. And so some of you may be saying, well, who are we? You know who we are? We're humans who have a sinful nature, who need salvation who need a Savior, who need a propitiation for our sins. And the only way that we can have that is through Jesus Christ. Church, be reminded today that you are nothing without God. You don't hear that a lot today. A lot of churches, they want to tell you that you're, you're just a good person and, and they're going to tell you how to be better. But the truth of the matter is, is that we are horrible people. We're broken. We need God. And so when we come to know God, then that's when we're able to, to live a life that was intended for us. I see so many people in our community, in our fellowships, who are just broken. Sitting in a meeting this week, and um, one thing, I, I, I talked with Kim. Kim just mentioned, you know, like, uh, to celebrate recovery stuff. And Kim, I'm sitting in that meeting, and like this guy gets up there, and he's talking about, actually he was talking about mental illness at the time. But then he was talking about how Celebrate Recovery helps so many things. And I thought, man, we have real, a big need in our community with substance abuse and things of that nature. And I'm like, how, how can we help our community? And the Lord's like, you just need to do this. So I, I, texted, I texted Kim. And I said, hey, Kim, you, you mentioned this the other day. And I just want you all to pray about it. I want you and Jim just to pray about this. Just lift it up. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to do this. Because I, I meet with people on a weekly basis who are dealing with addiction. And I'm not an addiction counselor. You know, I'm not. I don't have that skill set. I, I can help. I can lead them to Jesus, and that's great, and that's a, that's a wonderful calling. But, you know, sometimes we need a little more help, right? And so as a church, we need to be reminded of who we are. Who are we? We are people that need God, and we are reminded that the people around us need God. And so what do we do? It helps us to go out and to do things that will help others as well. Celebrate recovery would be a great ministry in our church. That's one thing. Right, that's one thing, and we're reminded of who we are, because here's the truth of the matter, guys. I, I may be your pastor today, but the guy walking down the street who's, who's, who's just, you know, had a bump of, of whatever, he's taking pills, he's doing this, he's doing that, late at night walking the streets, that guy needs God too, just as much as I need God. Who are we? We are people that need God, and ultimately God is, he's the one that we have to turn to. But we, we're not ever going to get there. You and I are never going to get to that point if we're not thankful for the things God's blessed us with. Because you know why? We're going to be thankful for the things we've done. We're going to be looking at the things we do. It's what seems right to us. But the truth is that life comes from knowing Jesus, the author and creator of our faith. 
And so being thankful, it reminds us of who we are. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a pastor. I read a whole lot of Bible stuff. I mean, I'm not bragging, but I do. That's just part, you know, it's part of what I do. I even do it for fun sometimes, you know. I'm just like, I get done studying, and I'm still just studying. I know Jim, he was like saying he, he you guys apparently were hitting a really big subject this week, and I'm, I applaud you for teaching your people that, Jim, in your, in your Sunday school class. And barely got into it, right? And that's, that's, the, that's the thing when we get into that. I mean, it, it's good that, to take your time and, and, and to really learn the deeper things of Scripture. But I'm reminded of, of who we are and our limitations. But, so I have to be thankful for God. I can't be thankful for who I am as, as Daniel or you guys are as my church family. We need to be thankful for God. Amen. The second thing this morning is, is we're being thankful to the blessings of God. It reminds us who God is. Have you forgotten who God is? David, it says there in the first passage, part of the passage of Scripture, it says he comes in, he sits down with God, and he prays to him. And then he, he utters these words. He says, who am I, O Lord, and what is my house? And then one of the things he says, he's like, and what you do, it's just a little thing. You see what I'm saying? Our sin is vile before God. No matter what, what your thing is, what your deal is, it, 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 it's, it's all vile before God. It's, it's all unacceptable to get into the, the gates of splendor. It's all not good enough. But when we're thankful for what God is doing, what's he doing? It's the gospel. It's the good news. What God is doing in our community, how, how man, the Lord has just been leading people to us to be changed forever. Being thankful reminds us of who he is. It's not just thankful to be in a good nation. I'm glad to be in America today. I love my nation. I, I like what we have as, 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 the, as the American people. I love who we are. Even our arguments, I kind of like that too because that kind of serves for some you know, entertainment throughout the week. But the thing is, is that we do not need to neglect the fact in life is that God is good, He's all-powerful, He's all-knowing, and through Him, we should be thankful for everything He's blessed us with. Amen. Remind us of who we are. I, I'm reminded today of who I am because I'm thankful for what God has done for me. If it wasn't for Jesus, I don't know what I would do. I, I did something I'd never done in my life the other day. I'm sitting in a meeting, and I'm seeing all this stuff going on, and I'm just like, God, thank you for placing me here. And he's like, you need to, you need to thank some people in your life that have gotten you this far. And so I sent a text to Mama. I sent a text to my mom. I had never thanked my mom for raising me to know Jesus. I don't think I'd ever said that in all my life. And I texted Mom. I was like, Mom, thanks for being that part in my life. And course I think she was crying on the other end too you know but 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 as I think about it you and I have this opportunity to be mamas to people right we, we have the people the opportunity to go out here and to show people that they need Jesus and that Jesus will change them I sit on the phone with people all the time they're 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 going through this and they're going through that and, and guys honestly sometimes people are out here and they're just they're making bad decisions and that's why they have problems Someone calls you at four in the morning, you know, <laughs> I'm not always the, the friendliest person in the world. I'm not necessarily a morning person per se. And I was like, I, I, asked, I, asked, I asked the person, I was like, why, why do you think that you're miserable at 4.30 in the morning? Well, I don't know. Well, I said, well, one thing is you probably need to be asleep. Why aren't you asleep this morning? He told me. This is why. Well, that's, that's, the, that's the reason. You're walking out of the will of God. Darkness and light can't coexist. You're trying to do that. 
You're not being thankful for the things of God. You're being thankful for who you are. You're doing things that seem right to you. And church, that, that applies to everyone, right? Not just the person dealing with addiction and, and, and demons at 4.30 in the morning. What you need to understand as we are here is that being thankful reminds us of who we are. It reminds us of who God is. And that last point, look at this. It directs us to see and trust His plan. If we're thankful for God, we're going to be able to first, we're going to be able to see His plan. Amen? If, I'm, if all I'm concerned about is what, what Daniel wants. If all I'm concerned about is what Daniel thinks is right. Now I can walk in here on a Sunday morning and I think, well, we need to get the sound running, we need to get the lights on, we need to get the heater on, we need to get the coffee percolating. That's, that's what we want, right? But I mean, to be honest today, I could, I could go and I could turn off all the electric, I could turn off all the air, I could go pour the coffee out in the street, which I wouldn't. Unless the Lord told me. We could tear the walls down to this place, and, but... We can still glorify God. We can still be thankful to who God is. And when we're thankful, it allows us to see what is truly important this morning. Is the sound important? Is the lights important? That stuff helps. It's not the truly important thing. What's important is that we remember who God is and what He's done for us, sinful people. It directs us to see His plan. How many of you have seen God's plan in your life? Amen? A bunch of you have. You've accepted Christ. You follow Christ. You read your Bible. How's it going with your one? Have you worked with your one this week? Have you been writing in your journals? Man, I hope you all use those. If you haven't, start it, please. Those things aren't free. Some tree died for that, okay? Use your journal. Not just use your journal, but use it so that people might know Jesus. Well, I'm busy. You know what? I don't think you're thankful for your salvation because you're not wanting to tell anybody else. If we're thankful for what God has done for us, we're going to want to tell other people. Get in your journals. Get in your prayer time. Get on your feet and go out and talk to people about Jesus. Tonight we have a dinner. Invite somebody. A lot of times people say, why do, why do Baptists eat all the time? Well, it's because we like food. And food's good. But you know, you could use tonight to be an evangelistic opportunity for your one. That's that easy. Because there's some people out there that don't like to eat, but most people like to eat. You invite that one. Tonight could be their night. Does everybody hear that? That's, a, that's just one example. We get a million of them a week. A million opportunities a week just to reach out and to touch people. And to love people. Sometimes, I, you know, Johnny and I will find ourselves and we're, 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 we're loving on people that are in our circle. The other day we were with some people that we love, and, and I didn't know, you know, I don't want to be that preacher that's just jumping on them. So I just, I just, I told them just a little bit, Johnny did, and I told them just a little bit about what God was doing in a person's life that, that we all know. That touched their heart. That was that, I, I could kind of see a door open, you know? Are we missing those opportunities? We're probably missing those opportunities because we're not being thankful. Because if I'm really thankful for what God's done for me, I want to tell the world. I want to tell the world. I want to do everything I can to press press on this work that God has started in my life. To to keep doing what what God has started in my life. Being thankful, it softens your heart. 
It makes you a person who hurts for others. And that's hard. Joni had a rough week this week because she has a soft heart for kids. She saw some stuff this week. Some situations kids should never live in. I think if we had a mansion, we'd have about that many kids living in our house. That's just because we're thankful. It has nothing to do with us. As a church, you know what? We feed people every week. We send out food to people every week. Through, as a church, we give to the cooperative program, which sends missionaries into the world. That's because we're thankful, right? We don't give money because it's easy. One of the things they said at the, at the meeting this year was that Oklahoma is the most sacrificial giving state in the Southern Baptist Convention. Now, why do you say that? Well, we send out, if you look per capita, we send out more missionaries. There's, there's a lot of other states that send more missionaries, but they're bigger states. Oklahoma surpasses that. Oklahoma gives money so that this may happen. I, I, I love the guys that are up in, the, up in our state that are leading our, our, our conference, our, our group of churches here in Oklahoma. One reason is because they went through and they cut jobs. <laughs> That's not a popular, you come in as a, as a leader of an organization and you say, all right, we're going to cut jobs. But the reason they cut jobs is so they could send more submissions. That's wonderful. I'm on board with that. God will provide for those who lost their job. I, you know, I know he will. Because we're not here to, to be people who are just providing jobs. As a church, we are here to tell people of Jesus. And that if we're truly thankful, it's going to affect decisions like this. We're, we're, we're going to welcome people into our homes. We're going to go out into the world and to tell people about Jesus. We're going to invite people to dinners and to church services and to small groups. Because we want them to know what we know. Church, are you thankful today? Amen. Are you thankful for what God has done in your life? Are you thankful for what he's doing right now in your life? Because if you are, if you're truly thankful, guys, you're going to know who you are. You're going to know who God is. And you're going to want to see. And that last thing, you're going to want to trust in his plan. Do you trust God today? I, uh, I've got some people in my life, it, it's, it's like uh, they, the Lord has just given me a burden for their, for their soul. They're not terrible people. I just love them. Here in Purim and other places and across the state, I just, I just love these people. I, I want them to know Jesus. What do we do? How do we reach them? Church, we need to be a people who are like David and we sit down and we thank God and we give glory to God for everything he's blessed us with. We become a people who, it's not just about doing a small group. Small groups are great. Life groups, awesome, right? Sunday schools are fun. But all this stuff that we do, it's not just so we do it so we can say, well, man, our church, we have all these small groups. I mean, I, I talked to other churches and I was sitting around a table eating with some other preachers the other day. And this is, this, I, I want to brag. Can I brag? All right, so all these other preachers, they're talking about stuff. Like, man, we need to do this, and we need to do that. And this, this one preacher, preacher that knows me, he's like, yeah, Daniel's church does that. Yeah, Daniel's church, they, they, they've been doing that. Yeah, they created that. You know, <laughs> but, you know, they're doing this stuff. And I thought, man, I'm thankful for my church. Amen. Guys, can I tell you, I'm thankful for y'all. Maybe I don't tell y'all enough. 
I'm thankful for what you do. It doesn't matter if you're working on the worship team or you're, uh, you know, you're, you're a giver that you just, man, you're one of the people that give money or you give your time or, or you know, you're, you're working with getting information out or you're going door to door and talking to people or, or whatever it is that you do within our church. I'm thankful for you because it takes us all. And honestly, if our church, if we become a church that's truly thankful, man, we're going to go out and we're going to change the world by the power of the Holy Spirit of God for His glory. By preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. David kind of wraps it up there, and he's thanking God for who he is. And he's kind of, you know, he's like, man, God, you are, you are God, and your words are true. And, and you've promised good things to us. You've promised good things to us. God doesn't promise us bad things. And I know that we can get into the world, and, and honestly, the world can off, offer you good things, but those good things end. The world can offer you, oh, wow, here's some, you know, here's some drugs or alcohol. This is a great way to live your life. But that doesn't last. Honestly, people, you know, people do things because it makes them feel good for a time. They, they do that because it makes them feel happy for a time, but it doesn't last. Here's what I want to tell you, that when you get Jesus in your life, it lasts. And when God is in your life, it lasts. And so may we be a church that is thankful would you stand with us this morning? Our musicians come forward. I want us to think about this in, in deep detail over the next few days as we're, as we're gearing up for all of our Thanksgiving dinners and as we're gearing up for, for, the, for Christmas holidays and, and all that's coming on. Church, may we never forget to be thankful for what, all that God has blessed us with. May we never forget that He is the giver of all good things and that all blessings flow from Him. Today, if you know Jesus, you ought to leave this place and say, man, I'm going to invite somebody tonight. I'm going to text. I'm going to, I'm going to Facebook. I'm going to whatever. I'm, I'm going to get a hold of these people. I'm going to make sure that they're here tonight so that they can experience the family of God. And maybe ultimately experience His goodness and His grace. Today, if you don't know Jesus, you've never asked Christ into your heart. That's something you've never done. Guys, I'm not up here selling you snake oil or anything. I'm selling you the, the balm of Gilead, which is Jesus. He's the one that heals all, all diseases. He heals all things. He, he washes us white as snow from the sins that we have put upon ourselves. Today, if you don't know Jesus, I want you to understand that, that sin is going to kill you. That sin is going to, to do nothing good for you. But I have a God who wants to do nothing but good for you. If you trust in Jesus today, God will bless you in miraculous ways. The Bible teaches us to be saved. This is how we do it. We believe in our heart. Do you believe the message that you've heard today? Have you heard that call to, to ask Christ to come into your heart? If you believe that, the next step, it says, if we believe in our heart, we confess with our mouth. You need to tell someone. You need to pray to God. Confess that Jesus is Savior and Lord. The Word teaches us that you will be saved. I don't know what you've learned about salvation or what you know about salvation. Salvation is not something you can do anything about anyways. The truth of the matter is, is that right now, God is working on hearts. And He may be working on hearts through you, the church. There's people in your life. You're one. 
have that opportunity to go to be thankful in front of them. Are you thankful today? If you don't know Jesus today, these altars are open. Come down here. What a wonderful place to give your life to the Lord around these, these shoe boxes of, the, of gospel goodness. And these will be going out really soon. Today, do you need the Lord?